Hey, 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 your girl is back with another episode, y'all. Listen, I'm super excited. I'm super excited. Can y'all tell? Can you tell? Listen, if I love anything about doing Hey Queen Thrive, it's I absolutely love who I get to interview, right? Who I get to have these conversations with, who I get to sit down and chop it up with, Like, I absolutely, absolutely love it. And so that's why I do what I do. I do this show because I love having these power-packable conversations, man. Listen, before I tell you about who I got on this episode, I just got to catch you up with what's going on in, in my life and in my world, man. So, you know, life has been happening this year. But you know what? Even in the midst of life happening, y'all, let me tell you something. God is so good and he's so faithful and he does the exceedingly abundantly above all. Let me tell you something. He knows exactly how to make his daughter smile. <laughs> like, I promise you, he knows exactly how to make his daughter smile. He knows exactly when something needs to happen for me to just get that burst of like hopefulness. Like, because let's be real, y'all. Like, when life happens, right? When it happens, like, it, it can get rough sometimes, man. Like, it can get rough sometimes. Like, for real, for real. And I'm just like, all right, Lord, what now, right? And so even with even with having those moments, like, again, he just knows how to make me smile. He knows exactly, like, okay, my daughter might need a little pick me up today. So I'm a, I'm a open this door or I'm a close this door or I'm a present this opportunity. Like he's just that strategic, man. Like I promise you all throughout 2022, that has been the thing that I've been saying is God is so strategic, so strategic. And I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that he's so strategic in my life and that he loves me enough to know when I need him to open the door, to know when I need him to close doors, like he just, like he studies me. Let me tell you something, ladies, get you a man, even though Jesus, like he is my man, but not in that sense, (laughs) y'all. Like he's the man in my life, right? Because he told me that many, 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 many years ago, God said, Leah, I'm going to be the man in your life. And what he said was, I'm going to open doors for you to walk through and I'm going to close every door that you shouldn't walk through, right? And so, But it's nothing like having something or a a relationship with someone that knows you, right? That has studied you, that like knows you in and out. Those to me are the greatest relationships ever, right? And so that's what I feel about my relationship with God, with with my boy Jesus, right? Like that's what I feel. Like I feel like he knows me so well that even before I even know what I need, he know already didn't answer the need, right? Like that's just how I feel. So (laughs) with that being said, listen, I'm excited because I get to interview one of my sissies. Like my girl, Natiska Pickett is coming in the Hey Queen Thrive building. Listen, this woman is killing the game in Arizona. OMG. She got her own magazine that just went international called Arizona Coffee. Like I've been a part of the magazine. Listen. I'm telling you, journalism, multimedia, this girl is killing the game. And I just absolutely love her. And we have been friends for a very long time. Maybe, probably about, mm, 
maybe longer than four years, about five or six years. Like we connected on social media and we just been rocking ever since. So like, I just absolutely love her. She's one of my sisters and I'm so excited to talk to her about her journey to entrepreneurship and what was the inspiration behind her magazine and all the good stuff. So listen, grab your paper, grab your pen, tune in, get all that you about to get and then some, and I'll be back with Thriving Nuggets. What's up, my beautiful Hey Queen Thrive family? Listen, I'm so excited about this guest because let me tell you, she's the act, she's my sis. I dang, we've known each other for some years now. Jesus, yeah. it's been a while. So we met in the in the Facebook streets, and like we just been rocking ever since. So it is my beautiful sis Matiska. Hey girl, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> how are you, beautiful? I am doing awesome. I am doing so well. How are you? I can't complain. I mean, complaining ain't going to do nothing anyway, but (laughs) all is well. So tell the people a little bit about yourself. Well, um, so I am Natishka Pickett. I'm originally from Chicago, but currently I reside in Arizona. I've been out here for a while, like 15 years. So I guess you could say I'm a resident now. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, let's see. I don't know. I met my husband out here. We have our kids out here. Um, I don't know what y'all want to know. I'm a journalist. I'm a journalist. Yes. I do have my degree in journalism. This is what I do. I breathe it, live it. I love it. It's, it's my field of profession. Um, but I'm also a former educator. So I also mm-hmm. love to teach the, the littles. I was an elementary school teacher before I decided to fully embark on journalism. Um, and I also got a little bit of social work in there. So I love, I love helping and giving back to the people as well. So I try to intermingle it all in one. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. I don't know. I love it. I love it. So we got educators, social worker, and journalists. I mean, you know, they all kind of go hand in hand to some degree. So I'm here for it. Okay. So I have a question I ask all my guests and that is in your opinion, what does it mean to be a queen that thrives? Hmm. That's a good question. So to me, a queen who thrives is one who can truly live a holistic life. Mm. What I mean by holistic is on all aspects, financially, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, you know, in all those areas. And I feel that, um, especially as Black women, it's so important that we hone in on on those areas because those are the areas we usually neglect. We'll focus on one more so than the others and then the others are neglected. So I think having that holistic view mm-hmm. of you thriving, that's mm. what I'm all about right there. I love it. A holistic view. Cause, and, and I love that you mentioned the areas because I think a lot of times people talk about they holistic out here and you'd be like, but are you really though? Right. Because you neglected certain areas of your life and that wouldn't mean you're not holistic. But you know, that's a whole other conversation. That is a whole different <laughs> So season two, God said, I'm focusing on purpose this season. So talk to us about your journey to discovering your purpose. Hmm. You want to know something? It took me a long time to get to this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even though I, I have a degree in journalism, I didn't start out in journalism. I was intimidated to get into the, to, into the industry. Mm. So I kind of shied away from journalism and went into education. Like I had a whole degree <laughs> that I was not using because I was not confident in who I was. 
so I figured well I could I can get a master's in education it's easier to teach it's easier to get an education and I and I say it now and this is first time I actually shared this I I feel like I use that as a shield Mm -hmm. right because I felt like I was running from what God had actually called me to do yeah and so I was in education for about a good five years but it's still I knew it wasn't where I was supposed to be and it wasn't until I want to say right before the pandemic so right in January 2020 I made the decision to wholeheartedly go right into journalism Mm. I said I just feel it tugging at me I need to do it I have it I'm skilled in it so I need to make sure that I can do it and I just did it so what I did was I started freelancing you know just putting my work out there working for different publications just so that I could build my portfolio and then from there Um, It's always been in me to start a magazine, right? To start something of my own. And Mm -hmm. so in that journey of self-discovery, I threw myself into the project of creating my own magazine. And that's, we we, we know that's going where it's going. (laughs) But no, it was literally like a whole, like, I had to go through some things in order Mm -hmm. for it to be pulled out of me. And had I not had those personal experiences, I don't think I would be on the path that I am right now, unfortunately. It's sad to say that yeah. sometimes God has to allow something drastic to get our attention to put us yeah. on the path that we're supposed to be on. Listen, I love that you said that. And I love that you said you did something else. Because I think that's what many of us do, especially women. Like we will dibble and dabble in small things because it's comfortable. It's like, eh, you know, like, and I was just having that conversation with my business coach today. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to shut down this part of my business because it's not really generating no money. And I'm going to hone in on this. And she was like, I love the focus because sometimes we just do stuff because it's safe. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Cause it, but really it has nothing to do with what God wants you to do. And even with your journalism piece, like you're still educating right? Yeah. Like you just educate me on a different level. So he still used the educator in you. He was just like, I just need you to stop trying to play it small and safe yes. and come over here and do what it is that I called you to do. So I absolutely love that. So it was during the pandemic, you decided that you were going to jump into this journalism entrepreneurship role. Talk yeah. to us about that. What was that shift like? So you know, of course, when the pandemic hit, everybody was at home, right? And I needed to do something with my creative energy. Like, I, I'm a mom with two boys, and I got a husband. I'm the only, <laughs> I'm the only female in this house, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I needed to do something to get away from them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong, I love them, but I needed something to get away from them. And so when I decided to branch out and start my magazine, I had no idea what I was doing. I literally did not know what I was doing. I started researching, like, how do I start my magazine, looking at different publications. I literally went out and bought all these different publications just to get a feel for Mm. how I want mine to look, just to get an idea of what goes in it, like how many people should I have on it. It was all from scratch. I mean, I literally did it from the mud, right? Mm, I love, <laughs> and, love that. Yeah. And, um, but once I got started with it, it was like, I couldn't stop. It was like something was in me that made me feel like, okay, I'm on the right path. This is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And it just, it just catapulted from there. 
I love that. And I love that you said you researched because I think a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs skip that part mm-hmm. of, of the business. It's like, they're like, and I've been guilty of it. Like throw stuff out there. I think I said to my Thrive Tribe in my email the other day of like avoiding the creativity trap, right? Because yeah. you get in this space of like, I want to create, I want to create, especially if you got Canva. I love Canva, but Canva could be the devil sometimes because mm-hmm. it sparks some creativity and then you're like, and then <laughs> you have all these things you created, but you're like, so what am I supposed to do with it? Right. And that's where a lot of us get stuck at because we've been in this creativity trap and we've not taken the time to research. We've not taken the time to see like, okay, is this something that's scalable? Is this something that people actually want like do do people like you know because a lot of people will say magazines are getting obsolete but I'd be like devil is a lot no it's not because I think magazines are always going to be here to stay now newspapers might get obsolete because ain't nobody reading no newspaper but I think magazines are always going to be here so I absolutely love that and before we dive in further on your magazine I really want to talk about this book Cause you're an author. You try to skip over that part. You try to tell, you try to act like you ain't write no book. Um, but you wrote this book called Happy Ears. So I want to hear the inspiration behind the book. Oh, my happy ears. Yeah. So it's actually a children's book. I wrote it for my little one. Um, he was diagnosed at birth with hearing loss. So he is, I guess you can consider, he's a part of the deaf and hard of hearing community. He has, um, what he what we call bilateral conductive loss so he has 60 percent loss in one ear 40 percent loss in the other ear um he has to wear hearing aids permanently full-time and um it was we don't know why he has it it's just something that it just came we he we don't have a diagnosis for it it's just it's one of those situations well the book came about because when he was about four years old he started to realize that everyone around him wasn't wearing hearing aids. Mm. So he didn't want to wear his hearing aids. And so I wanted him to feel comfortable in who he was. Yeah. And I wanted him to know that it's okay. It's okay to be different, right? You're, you're still loved, even though you look, you may look a little different than others, or you may have yeah. to wear these hearing aids, you're still special. So when I created my happy ears, it was really, it was more like a, it's like a black boy joy type mm-hmm. book because I wanted him to know who he was for one, because there's no, there's no books out there with black characters that are deaf or hard of hearing, mm-hmm. at least yeah. not a lot that I've seen. So I wanted him to realize that he was a change maker, right? Yeah. And I also wanted to him to know that you are special and you are made the way God wanted you to be. And so the book is actually educational to others to let them know just because people have differences doesn't mean you treat them any different, right? And it's just to educate people on hearing loss because unfortunately in the black community, especially you don't hear a lot about it and a lot of people aren't educated on it. And so that was the inspiration behind that. I absolutely love that. And I love that it was, you know, something personal that you was like, like, let me help educate other, because you're right, we don't talk about it. And I'm sure there are other people in the African-American community that deal with hearing loss, but also for your little boy to know that it is okay to be different and that God made him so unique, right? And I just absolutely love that spin that you put on it because I'm sure that boosted his confidence and made him feel like, oh, you know what? 
I'm all right. Cause you know, I'm unique and God put, put made me that way. And I don't have to look like everybody else. So I absolutely love that. And people, y'all make sure y'all grab the book. I'm, it's on Amazon. It's all over the place. Grab a copy. All right. So let's talk about Arizona Cafe Magazine. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. What inspired the magazine? Okay. So, you know, I said in the beginning, I'm from Chicago, right? Right. So Chicago, and like, you know, it's similar to New York. It's you, you have us everywhere. The culture is thriving. We are, it's, it's a plethora of us. You don't have to worry about finding hair magazines, fashion mm-hmm. magazines, anything pertaining to our culture. It's easy at, um, access. Mm-hmm. Well, here in Arizona, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. When I moved out here, I actually had a culture shop. I could not see, for one, I couldn't find us. <laughs> I didn't wow. know where we were. Um, I mean, and we're out here, but we're just so spread out. And then I found that there are no Black magazines out here in Arizona. We only have one Black newspaper, mm. like in the entire state, we have one Black newspaper. And so I realized that we have a large community of individuals who are moving here from other locations, but they're having a hard time, for one, connecting with others in the community. And there's so many businesses that we don't know about unless you kind of hear it through word of mouth yeah yeah. I was like well what if I created um a a magazine that kind of connected other business owners with each other that's how it kind of started out at first but then it kind of transformed into more of a lifestyle magazine Mm because then I realized well we're not talking about education we're not talking about health we're not talking about relationships finances um all these other areas that really affect our community like you'll see it in vogue you'll see it in people you'll see it in all these other magazines but when it pertains to us we'll see it in essence but we only have essence and ebony right like yeah got a lot out there and then to have one local to the state we don't have any at all so i guess i was really just trying to find a way to connect all of the black community and then to highlight their greatness because I also found out here, the Black community are, you know, it's not seen in a positive light. It's not, mm. they don't see us as educated. They don't see us as thriving. They don't see us as people who are successful. Yeah. So I had to let it be known, like, no, there's actually a lot of Black businesses, a lot of Black individuals, educators, like, who are here, who are doing amazing work, and no one knows about it. And it's my job as a journalist to make sure that I get that word out there. So I absolutely love that. And I love that you decided to create something because you saw a need. And I love that you wanted it to show black people in a positive light. Because we got, listen, we got enough (laughs) negative attention, enough negative attention. And I love that you were like, you know what, let me be different than the gossip gossip blogs. Let me be different than the people that are posting all the ratchetness. I mean, we hear about celebrities drama before anybody else. Like, and let me showcase the people that are really doing the work, the right. people, the businesses that are really out there. And we need to do more of that. I always tell people, in my opinion, stop waiting for somebody to invite you to the table, like create your own table and invite them, right? Like if you see a need and you're like, hey, I could be the answer to that need, create the need, like create it. Like, why are we waiting for people to say, oh, hey, hey, Leo, you want to, no, I don't got, I don't want your invite. Let me invite you. But you know, it's so funny you said that because I literally did wait 
I waited for a long time to see if someone else is going to create something because for one, I'm not a local to Arizona, right? So I felt like, well, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. I don't want to put something out there. And these people looking at me like, who is she? She's not from here. But then I, I was here for 14 years and there was nothing. So was I going to wait another 14 years for someone to come around with something? Right. So you're right. It's not for us to sit back and wait. We have to be the one to create it because otherwise yeah. it won't happen. It, that part. I love it. Okay. So I have this new, look, I'm having this new segment. I'm testing out with you, girl, because <laughs> I was like, you know what? I, I think I'm going to introduce this segment in season three and I call it Dispel the Myth because I feel like every industry has a myth or two or three or four that you're like, child, if you really knew what it was. So as a black business owner and a black business magazine owner, tell me three things you wish black people would stop doing when it comes to magazines and that whole gamut. I wish that people would, for one, stop thinking that, um, how can I explain this without sounding crazy? Listen, it's hey Queen Pride. We say it how we feel <laughs> on this show. So I wish that people understood that just because it's a growing publication, that that doesn't mean free publicity. Mm, I think yeah. a lot of times there's a misconception that when a business is starting out, that people don't have to pay for those services because it's like, oh, well, you need what I have, right? And so uh, there, there, will, there will be a lot of businesses and people coming and say, hey, I want you to advertise my business. But when I give them a price, like, okay, well, here's the price sheet. They're confused. I don't understand why there's a confusion. You wouldn't go to Essence and say, hey, I want you to advertise me in Essence and Essence say, okay, give it to me for free. No, Essence is going to give you a sheet. As a matter of fact, their prices start at $125 because I researched it, $125 for an ad space. Mm. And I researched it. And that's just the small ad. Right. <laughs> not the cover, you know, that's not a full page. So I think a lot of people have this misconception that publications don't take advertisement costs. I don't know why, but we do. We that's how we thrive. Yeah. <laughs> um the second misconception I think a lot of people have is hmm, everyone again, it kind of goes back to. Uh, it, us being a newer publication a lot of people think because we are newer that we're going to just take anybody on to write for us mm. that's not the case you know we there's a certain image that we and along with other publications are trying to put out their professionalism and just because you write doesn't mean that you are a writer mm. <laughs> and so I think a lot of people get the, yeah there are levels I all of the women that write for Arizona coffee are trained journalists they are mm. trained in the field. They understand the importance of interviewing. They understand the importance of research. They know about the AP style guidebook. That's our, our book to make sure that we're following all the guide codes when it comes to editing. Like there are certain things that comes with it. It's a technical trade. And I think there's a misconception between journalists and blogging. That's probably number three. Mm. <laughs> that there's a misconception between the two journalists and bloggers because not everyone who write is a journalist and not everyone who is a blogger or is a journalist is a blogger and I think people always misconstrue the two and that's not the case so mm. intertwine 
Those are good. Those are good. And I love that you sat here and said the, the free, because I think that's the misconception with any field. Because even as a coach, <laughs> like people always and, and people will always expect a discount. And I'm like, what my boy Fat Joe said, yesterday's price is not today's price. Like I don't, I'm not discount. What is that? Because here's the thing, what people have to understand is if I discount, if I free, then I might as well do it for everybody. That's mm-hmm. one. Two, how am I going to eat and pay my bills if I'm discounting and freeing everything? Like it costs to run business. There's yeah. some overhead. And even if you run in a business that's strictly virtual, there's still some overhead. Like I got to make sure that internet is still on. Yeah. I got to make sure my website's still up and running functionally. Like, like we have to stop doing that, especially when it comes to black and brown businesses, because we ain't doing that to them white folk. I'm just going to say it how I feel it. We're not going to the white folk and be like, can I get free 99? No, we're paying for it. Yeah. So why is it that we can't pay when it's our black brothers and sisters, but we keep talking about black lives matter and black businesses matter and all this other stuff that we keep talking about, but we're not showing that in true deed. Because like you said, Essence is going to charge you, you know? And I always say to people, when you want to get your name in any publication, stop over skipping these, the small, newer ones. Because that's your gateway to Essence. Yes. Like I told somebody the other day, you want to get to Essence, you need a digital footprint. You know how you get a digital footprint? You get in somebody's blog, you get on somebody's podcast, <laughs> you get somebody's magazine feature. That's how you get a digital footprint. Because guess what Essence and Forbes and them going to do? Google you. Yep. And they're going to see what you're, who are you, what work are you putting out? Why would it, why would it be important for my audience to know who you are? And if you can't pass those questions with my publication, then they're, they're not going to look at you. If you don't have anything that brings value to their audience, why would they want to, why would they want to bring you on and interview you? And it's not to discourage people from, from reaching that route, but it's like you said, there are smaller publications that would love to feature you, that would love to know about you. Don't dismiss them. Don't dismiss mm-hmm. them. Not at all, because that's your gateway to the essence, to the Forbes, mm-hmm. you know? And I always tell people, people have asked me, Leah, how have you been able to successfully get in your name in a hundred and counting magazine features? Because there's not a small press publication that I won't get in. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yep. It's not a small press publication. It's not a small podcast that I would not get on. Yeah. See? That's that's it. I tell anybody, I could pitch myself the Forbes and Essence right now. And I guarantee you, when they Google me, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, she about some. Because mm-hmm. what people don't realize is the more you're featured, that adds to credibility about your expertise. Yes. You got to be credible. There's two things you got to be if you want to be profitable in anything in this business game. Visible incredible visible credible well the only way you get those two is the digital footprint (laughs) and i'm not talking about social media because people kill me well i be on social media okay that's great but have you been interviewed by anybody right because see what people don't realize is every magazine feature every interview you are on it's googleable yes Listen, I tell people, I don't try to be cocky when I say it. Google me. Because yeah. when you pull up my name, I got pages. Mm-hmm. No, but that's, real. that's real. And what they need to know, too, we do Google. When people come to, even when they come to Arizona Coffee, the first thing I do is I Google, I look at your LinkedIn. 
I look at your social media. I look at all of that because yeah. I have to make sure that whatever your image is presenting is in alignment with the image of my magazine. Listen, and I'm so glad you brought that up because for those that listen with the ratchet social medias, I'm going to need you to clean it up, <laughs> you know, and, and let me say this, like I have ratchet moments, you know, you friends with me on social media. <laughs> But it's not ratchet on my business page, ladies and gentlemen. Like, you could be per just give them a business page where you are shown as the professional business person you are. Now, if your personal page, you want to be Cardi B, Turk, and ratchet, cool. You just don't need to give them a personal social exactly. media page showing the ratchetness. Because guess what? They're going to Google you. And it's They're going to look it up. Yep. And if it comes up, then what? Yeah. You no, miss out on opportunities because yeah. you you want to be out here telling me you're a business owner, but you ratchet and janky. Like that's not helping you. No, that's real. That's a word. That's good. <laughs> we trying to help the people here okay? <laughs> Queen Drive. I'm just saying. Because people do miss it. I hear it all the time. Leah, how can I get to essence? Start with, with who you know. Yeah. Y'all keep overlooking the small press companies. Y'all keep overlooking your friend that's the blogger. Because what they fail to realize is we, small press, we have connections to people in Essence. I actually have a connection right now. At Come Essence. on. I Come actually on. know someone who knows the VP of Essence. The, the organization, because I, I do have a full-time job, the organization that I work for full-time, my CEO is a former editor-in-chief of Ebony Magazine. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. Like, you never know who's connected to whom. <laughs> like you never know. So don't over what they say. Don't despise small beginnings. Listen, <laughs> help the people, don't, sis. Don't like we the people, because I I literally have connections to people in these in these areas. I have connections at CNN. I have connections at TV One. I have connections at BET. Yeah. I have connections at oh my goodness, own the Open Network. Like I, I have it. people who know Tyra. Uh, Tyler Perry like you just you never know who knows who and where you can get your blessing so. yeah and and let me say this before we transition to your goals and stuff like build those relationships like I, let me tell you something nothing irritates me more than somebody coming in, in my dm sounding like a used car salesman like you ain't take no time to ask me did i eat dinner today did i have something to breakfast like i please don't come in my dm want to pitch your business and we ain't had no conversation because guess what's gonna happen one or two things i'm either gonna leave your ass on red or i'm gonna block you those are the one or two things that's gonna happen because you have to build relationship. Mm -hmm. I tell anybody, anybody that I've brought on my podcast, I have a personal relationship with. If I call the Tiska right now, like, girl, I need your help on that. Yep. Leah, I got you. Yep. And vice versa, because we got that relationship. When she needs me, girl, can I send somebody to get, yep, I got yep. you. Send me the. No, that's real. That's real. We built we've built that rapport over the years. And I don't even know how we connected, but <laughs> however it happened, we maintained that rapport. Right. <laughs> and that's what people be this is how people mess up because you have not built those relationships, but you want people to give up your contacts. And see, I tell anybody. When I have a relationship with you, I'll not only give up my contact because I know you're credible. I know you're visible. I know you're about your business. Yeah. Very few people get my connections. Yeah. Very few. Because if you out here janky, like, 
I love you with the love of the Lord, but you, because what people don't understand is you riding off of my relationship with that person. Yes. Which is a reflection of my reputation. So what I don't need is my people calling me like, Leo, what kind of fool you didn't sent my direction? Because you ain't show up and be professional. No, we're not doing that. So that's why I don't play that. Like I tell people, I know people. Could I get you connected? Yeah, I could. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it all depends on how you come in. Because <laughs> like, no, that's uh, real. You do have to protect those those relationships, and you just never know. You just never know. I'm just saying. All right, girl. So before I let you go, talk to us. What we got working on in 2022? It's here. What we working on? Uh, 2022. So as you see, I have my face beat. <laughs> <laughs> so because I just finished um a big photo shoot for a launch of my fashion magazine that's coming out. Come fashion on. 2023, but I'm working on all of the stuff now in 2022. Um. I am in the process of preparing for the Grammy. So I'm excited about that. Me and my team will be in Vegas for the Grammys. We got red carpet press access. I haven't Come told on. you that yet. <laughs> I haven't you told work. Yes. So I'm really excited. This is like our first big event for the magazine. So to be on the red carpet as press with the celebrities, that's like a dream come true. Really excited about that. But um, the overall thing, Arizona Coffee is two years old this year, actually mm-hmm. March, May two years. So we are having all two year celebration all year. We celebrating all two years. So we are excited just about that and just the growth and where we're going and the partnerships that we're making. So yeah, I think that's it for right now. Girl, listen. But that's a little little ways in the future. <laughs> listen, I'm so proud of you because I remember when you had it in your mind to start the magazine and we was just chatting and you was like, girl, I think I'm gonna this. And I'm like, go ahead and go for it. And so to see you come two years later and now you get ready to do the Grammys, girl, that's major. I'm excited. I'm excited for you. Like. Oh my God, that is a major move, man. Like now, that ain't nobody put, but me, God. Let me put this disclaimer. It's a pre-Grammy brunch, but it's hosted by Black um, um, Black women in the media. TV One is presenting as well as Live Nation. So I love it. Yeah. It's the fact that you get to have the seat at the table. Yeah. And you get to make the connections and you get to let people know like Arizona Coffee's here to stay. And like, this is what we're doing. That And this is what we are talking about. This is why it's so important to build those relationships, have those connections, because you just never know, like, that time is going to come. Like, I'm rooting for you, girl, because y'all are doing some amazing things. Y'all definitely need to check out the magazine. Yours truly has been featured in the magazine, but definitely (laughs) check out the magazine because it is so dope. And I love that you are shining the light on us and and what we're out here doing and letting the world know like yo black people out here killing it we not all out here gang banging and doing all this ratchetness we out with some of us about our coins and making some moves and doing some amazing work so Mm -hmm. i'm so excited for you girl congratulations all right so before i let you go tell the people how they can connect with you um, so we are on Facebook and Instagram as well as LinkedIn and it's all under Arizona Coffee M-A-G. So coffee is spelled F-O or C-O-F-F-E-A. 
So it's Arizona Coffee Mag M A G, and that's Instagram and um, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And we, you can also go to our website at www.azcoffee.com. I love it. Well, y'all definitely connect. I'm just saying, I only bring the best of the best to make Queen Thrive. So if you ain't connected, I don't know what's wrong with you. So sis, I love you. Thank you so much for coming through the Hate Queen Thrive season two. You are amazing. Keep doing what you're doing, girl. I'm rooting for you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this. This was so much fun. Really appreciate it. Listen, I promise you. Didn't I tell you this episode was going to be good? I told y'all this episode was going to be good. Y'all need to learn to listen to me. I'm telling you. Y'all need to learn to listen to me. Shout out to my sis, Natiska Pickett, girl. Thank you for coming through the Hey Queen Thrive. Sharing all that you shared. Listen, magazines are in, y'all. If y'all have ever thought about writing a magazine, first and foremost, you might want to connect with her. So she could teach you the ins and outs. But I'm telling you, especially in the digital stage that we live in, magazines are in. I'm just saying. Like, people are creating magazines left and right, y'all. So definitely, definitely make sure you are following her. Make sure you're checking it out. Like, listen, it is, it's about to go down. And I just believe that, listen, mag- I feel like magazines are going to be the fe- the future, right? Like, people think that, as social media gets bigger and bigger, that like certain things are going to be obsolete, like magazines and things. Like, I really believe that they're still going to be in our future, like for real, for real. And so that leads me to Thriving Nuggets because we're going to talk a little bit about how to actually start a magazine, right? And so Issue, right, is, an, is actually an online digital magazine platform um, and they had this amazing article um, on how to start a magazine um, in 2021. But see, we're in 2022, so I feel like the same rules apply. And so let's get into it. So the first thing that they said is that you want to refine your goals, right? So are you a company looking to establish a brand, a business seeking to connect and inform employees? Maybe you want to sell products and services or even provide an outlet for creatives. These are just some examples of publishing goals. So if you want to start a a magazine, um, think about what is your goal, right? Like, why do you want to actually create the magazine? What are you hoping that people um, get from the magazine, right? So, And then think about what kind of magazine do you want, right? So then there's like the two... The two types of magazines. So you have like business to business, right? Which is magazines that mainly just focus on highlighting um, things about business, but also businesses, right? And then you have like business to customer, which focus on retail things and and highlighting those types of things. So you want to think about like what it is that you want to do exactly with your magazine, okay? Um, the second goal is align goals with the format, right? So for example, taste magazine, right? Which is a global magazine. Um, and five years, five years later after its launch has 19 million readers worldwide, right? Um, taste magazine is also like a flip book type of magazine, right? Now we know that people like PDFs, so PDFs are accessible, 
But the problem with PDFs are that they're not really mobile optimizing, right? So if you're going to create a magazine, you want to create something that is mobile optimizing. And what does that mean, right? Meaning that people can pull it up on their tablet. They can put it up, pull it up on their phone. Like they're not just like um, restricted to the PDF or having to be on their laptop, right? So you want to make sure that those things are happening in your magazine to increase your reader readership, right? So um, then you also have like the flip book version of a magazine format, right? So again, if you go on issue.com and that's I-S-S-U-U, right? You can see some examples of the flip book magazine that they offer, right? The other thing you want to think about is application. Where are you going to actually store um, this magazine, right? And how, and you want to make sure that wherever you are storing the magazine, right? Again, it's that mobile optimizing, it's reader friendly, it's user friendly. Because think about it, y'all. When you go get something, right? Whether it's a magazine, whether it's a whatever it is, right? Like, think, think about it. Like, don't you want it to be just easily accessible? <laughs> it's the same thing with a magazine, right? Like, you want to make sure that it's easily accessible. And so you want to make sure that um, whatever type of format you're using, that it's going gonna, it's gonna to captivate the audience that you're trying to reach. And it's going to give over the information that is necessary as well. So um, that's another one. All right. Another uh, tip they give is designing your content, right? So it says that um, experienced creators have lots of valuable advice. So when you start your publication, you want to join groups like maybe Indie Publisher Club or Little Magazine Coalition for support. They can help you network and find um, smart partnerships. But when you are designing your content, you always want to keep your audience first, right? And don't approach your publication inside out. I love that because I think that that applies for pretty much any business. Like wherever type of business or product or service you are trying to do, always keep your audience in the forefront of your mind, right? What is it that they are needing, right? What is it that they want to see? And here's a little bonus. Here's a little tidbit that I'm going to give you guys, a little secret. You know how you figure that out? Ask them. <laughs> Let me tell you, I know so many entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, all of the, all the preneurs, right, that want to skip over market research. How, Sway? Like, How? The easiest way to know whatever product or service that your audience wants and needs is to ask them. Hello, somebody. Ask them. Just ask them what it is that you want and need, okay? So um, the other piece to the design is um, definitely focusing on co-creating um, content as well. So you also want to think about working with other contributors who, that have a strong social media presence, right? Think of other avenues that you can put this magazine on or content that you can use. So like blogs, newsletter, newsletter, social accounts, YouTube, like all the, all the good stuff, right? So content is going to be everything, right? So make sure that when you're building out this magazine, right, that you're focusing on... Um, 
content, right? And making sure that that content is uh, reaching your audience, right? Um, they also went on to say that a common mistake that new publishers make is locking up all your online content. When you first start off, experts strongly re recommend the free, free premium model. Um, this means starting off free and then when a fan base is established, setting up previews that entice a purchase, right? So with Issue, which is a platform for magazines, um, they allow magazine previews and paired with Issue sales, the steps are in their funnel on how to actually um, set it up. But so I, again, there's nothing wrong with being free. I totally agree that you should be, I like to call it bait them, right? Like you should definitely be figuring out how to bait your audience, right? But you also want to make sure that you are setting it up in a way that they make, um, that you do make some money, right? Because nobody starts a business or a product or service to not make money. Um, and then the last, the last tip that I have for you guys on getting a business started um, is the logistical side. So organizing that content, right? That structure, right? So you want to break it down beginning, middle, and end, right? So in the beginning, you're focusing on your cover, which includes like your brand logo, the title, um, your main image or il illustration, the publication date, the, the edition or issue number, if you have a subtitle, um, any content highlights, right? Then you want to focus on what they call the front of the book. So that's containing that table of contents, any staff um, introductions, letters from the editor and readers, that kind of thing, right? Then in the middle, this is the bulk of your publication, right? So this is where you put those long form articles, interviews, how to's, you display your ads, any app um, collaborations from sponsors, that goes all in the middle, okay? And then you have the end, um, which is how you basically wrap up your um, magazine, right? So that might look like putting um, how to find you on social media, um, you know, their, your contact information, all that good stuff. That's that's what you would put um, in the, the end part of the magazine. So listen, I say if you are designed to do a magazine in 2022, go for it. Listen, magazines are here to stay. I've been featured in 24 magazines to date. <laughs> um, and I love them. I absolutely love, love, love being featured on magazines. So that's what I got for you guys. So listen, this concludes another episode of Hey Queen Thrive. We are making our way through season two, y'all. And I'm super excited about it. So tune in again next week for a Power Pack episode with another Power Pack guest. I love each and every one of you guys. Please stay safe out there, and I will talk to you again soon. Peace.